Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. How lame is it that this is the biggest snowstorm of the season? Lame. Right, but I mean, like he said, like Paul said, what, last year we had 100 inches? Yeah. And this year we have why, seven? Why are, you, why, are you, why are you defending this snowstorm? It's just a paltry little two to four. I it's don't care. Nothing. No. When something is rare. Well, I'm not saying it's not newsworthy. Yeah, it is newsworthy. Yes. Shut up. I didn't say your newscast was lame. Well. Although. It wasn't. If we're talking about. You're not going there. <laughs> no, this it was n- fine. I know. It was fine enough. Fine enough. You know, I think fine enough. It's an underrated kind of approach to life. How you doing? Eh, good enough. Good enough. Nothing wrong with good enough. That's what I say. I shoot for good enough. Is is not bad worse than could be better? Mm. Mm. Is that a, I feel like those are both very Minnesotan answers to how are you doing? Eh, you know, eh. Not bad. Not bad. Eh. Could be better, but... Uh, eh. Could be better is a terrible answer. Could be better. Yeah. What is the most annoying answer to how you doing? 651-461-9226. Yesterday it, we had old <laughs> sayings. Yeah. Today, that went like gangbusters. It was. And that was one of your things, like yeah. gangbusters. We had old funny <laughs> sayings. This is good, though. How, what, is that, what are the answers? How you doing, how Susie? How you doing, Susie? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think just the eh. I, I like that. I like that. Just like a like an... Not indecipherable mm-hmm. noise. Mm-hmm. Let somebody else make up their mind as to how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever asked someone how they're doing and they've actually answered oh you? Oh, my goodness. And you're like, what? Oh, didn't mean that. Like, hey. I was just saying hello. I don't care about your bursitis. <laughs> <laughs> your bunion. <laughs> I I do like to. So this is what I do when people ask that. What? And this, this is as BS as is. Saying, eh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. What I do is take a pause as if I'm considering the question and then say, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. And then the the person on the other end thinks like, oh, you know what? You actually considered. Thank you. Thank you for thinking about it. Because and I really, really didn't care. No. Yeah. Just a con man thing to do. Just it's a little that, con yeah. man. Absolutely. I'm fessing up to it, though. Yeah. If you listen to this show, you know all of the things that I do that are BS. If you don't, well, that's your fault. Right. You're not going to know. <clears throat> Too bad. I, Too I bad. think my go-to is, eh, you know. Just like that? <laughs> Just, yeah. <laughs> that's like a little bit of. That's uh, like exactly. a non-answer. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You can go either way with it. Eh, you know. Eh, you know. It's uh, you know, it's like Chinese yeah. where it's the the intonation really. Right. Yeah. Really it's all intonation, it. right? Do you ever mix it up though? Do you ever say like if you're really doing well, are you like, you know what, I'm kind of killing it? Sure, today. if I'm having yeah. a great day, I guess. Yeah. And I also on. will be, you know, I'm I'm in a bad mood. Oh, I'll tell I like that. Oh, you say yeah. that. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. I appreciate that honesty. I think so. Yep.
then yeah. stay away from you. You know, if you're right, that's fine. If you're in a raggedy sure. mood. I'm not going to try to change you. Heck no. I'm not going to try to turn it around. Come on, smile. Right. Life's good. Be well, grateful. You know, a lot of people are way worse off than you. A lot like, of yeah, are no starving. kidding. Yeah. Yes, we know. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Living the dream. Oh, that one irritates me. Does it? It does. That one gets you. Yeah, it just gets under my skin. Because they're well, it's because they're it's not insincere, living the dream. That's why, yeah. right? Or is it braggadocious? What I don't a, know. I think most of the time it's sarcastic. It's yeah. like, you know what? I'm making the donuts. Yeah. That's what we say in the newsroom. How are you today? Making, making the, the donuts. donuts. You know, in this business and news and broadcasting, you know, we do mm-hmm. just one day, like yeah. one day at a time. You know, you do what's right. in front of you. I come from a world where we say, you know, one step at a time. We say live and let live. We say, you know, <laughs> steady as she goes. We say, yeah. What else? Here are the here are, here are some of the answers. All right, let me say. hear. I'd like to hear. I'll shut up. We have uh, another day, another dollar. There you go. That's a common one. John Hines always said, "Oh, so you got a raise, hey?" Yeah, oh, that's good. Uh-huh. Fair to Midland. A lot of couple fair to Midlands. That's a good one. Uh, adequate. I'm hanging in there. Horse, thanks for asking. I'm on the right side of the dirt. That's a good one. That's pretty good. What's it to you? (laughs) That's funny. Holy cow. That's rude. Also rude. Mind your own business. Eh, At least I'm not to Russia. Oh, is that what someone said? Yeah, that's funny. Oh, honey. That's fine. So I'm actually having a great day. Good. Thanks for asking. I didn't think I did, but go ahead. I started my day visiting my billboard. I have <laughs> just stand there, gaze at it lovingly. <laughs> so uh, it's difficult to take a photo of a digital billboard because it, when you when you point your camera at it, it give it gets like streaky. Mm-hmm. So I someone smarter than me could explain this better. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever pointed your like your iPhone camera at your television set, mm-hmm. sometimes like it's squiggly. Well, yeah, squiggly or whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to get a picture because today, one day only, I have a special billboard on uh one sixty nine and highway fifty five in Plymouth. And so if you're heading outbound tonight on 169, uh, keep your eye on the road and your headlights on. And out of the corner of your eye, look over by Nicolette's Macaroons, and there's a billboard, a digital billboard. Are you buck naked? Totally nude. (laughs) Dressed up like Cupid. You just imagine a blowing (laughs) snowstorm. You look up out of the mist. There's a glowing light coming from behind the mist. With a little leaf with a little leaf on his It says, I love you this much, and it has my arms. I'm just sending some love today. Good for you. So so I went and visited that. How'd it look? Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Pretty good. Okay. Pretty if good. you don't say so yourself. 
I do say so. I know. I think it looked pretty good. And then I went and cuddled with puppies. What? Yeah. Meet Minneapolis, kind of the tourism folks, have this, like, welcome center. Which I always wondered, like, who goes to the Minneapolis Welcome Center at 5th and Nicollet? It's like the weird, it's a strange side of downtown. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess if you took the light rail from the airport into downtown Minneapolis and then you were walking out towards, I don't know, Target, Mm -hmm. maybe maybe you would see the Meet Minneapolis Welcome Center. They have like some, some gear, some merch. Yeah, I've seen it. Well, they had puppies in there today. Oh. Goodness. Like from a shelter. Yeah. And back in back when I was in TV, shelters would bring in puppies. Yeah. I would uh, get some cuddle time because, like everyone, I, Jason to Russia, need some cuddle time. Oh. Right. Yeah. You get beaten up all day. All day. And so, just a little kind of moment of zen, me and the puppies. Does it make you want to take one home? No. Hmm. Have you ever had a puppy? Yes. They're hard work. Correct. <laughs> and they chew everything and they poop everywhere. I had a dog, Baxter, who is Beagle Basset Hound, mm-hmm. cutest dog in the world. Uh, and I, I, I will take a hundred per. I will take eighty percent of the blame. Okay. Some of it is this dog, but this dog uh, barked and yelped when we left the condo. This dog was so food motivated. Once he sucked down an entire pound of raw bacon, wow. which he jumped up and grabbed it off of uh, the kitchen counter. He would get mad if we would like, you know, tell him like Baxter, no. He's almost like human. Yeah, he was too smart uh, for his own good, and we were Alyssa and I were. 25, 26, like we didn't know what we were doing. We were, we didn't train that dog properly. Like, so I, I'm taking most of the blame, but he would do something we called the punitive pee. Oh. So he would go on our bed because we didn't have a door in our bedroom. It was like a, you know, loft style condo, no door. And the dog would go on our bed, on our down comforter and just. Wow. Punitive pee. So the people at the dry cleaner, like I was a regular with <laughs> with the down comforter like, and the duvet get rid cover. Of the dog? <laughs> right. They're like, get rid of the dog. I'm like, I'm not gonna get rid of the dog. We love the dog. We adopted him when he was two. Yeah. But when his time came, we I was heave crying. Oh. When it was time to uh, the vet was like, well, he's got now today dog owners would be like would spend twenty thousand dollars on epilepsy scans and brain cancer. But the vet was like, it's it's one of two things. It's either cancer on the brain or your dog has epilepsy. Either way, it's going to be like some heavy duty medication. And so we, you know, said, well, all right. And so I'm like heave crying. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. And my vet at the time was in PetSmart. Mm-hmm. So here I am in the dog food aisle at the back of the Maple Grove PetSmart. My wife and kids are in the car because we thought we were just going to drop off the dog mm-hmm. 
for them to look at Baxter. Uh, Is so this going to make you cry telling this? No, I'm going to be all right. So I was very sad about it. Yeah. And life without a dog. Wow. Fantastic. It's pretty good. Like, <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about, like, oh, is the dog yipping? Is the dog going to steal this? Do I got to put the dog away? I'm going go out home. of town. I can't, or I can't go out to dinner with friends because I got to run home and take care of the dog. Right. Boy. I got none of those issues, mm. which is. So you're not going to get another dog? Now, I, am, I would get a dog, except Alyssa is smart enough to know the that reality. it's a bad idea. Yeah, right. And w- our kids never wanted a dog. Huh. No. Which does make me worry that my kids are psychopaths. <laughs> like, what sort of child doesn't want a dog, right? Oh, You're like, I that know. is weird. <laughs> it's a little weird, isn't it? I don't know. Almost every kid wants a pet. I want a dog. Is this true or not? I think it's probably true, yeah. So it's possible. It's possible your kids are psychopaths. I'm not going to rule it out. Or sociopath. That's like that. Probably disconnect. more sociopath. Right, yeah. right, right. There, something's missing. Do you want some other responses to how's it going? How's it going? The world's a baby and I'm a diaper. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I never heard that. I don't, you don't say that. No, you're not actually saying that. That's Maybe. all right. You Maybe. could. Yeah, you That's never funny. can I mean, tell. I'd, I'd walk away from that conversation immediately. <laughs> yeah. How's it going? Ah, the world's a baby and I'm a diaper. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> yeah, take it easy. Yeah, later. Don't let the See dog ya. hit you. <laughs> uh, are you writing a book? Leave that chapter out. <laughs> what? That's if somebody goes long. You're just like, yeah. come on, buddy. A uh, couple people saying can't complain. Can't complain. That's Granted, no one will listen anyway. Oh, like, you got to go Eeyore yeah. on the bit. Uh, my 92-year-old father says, finer than frog's hair. Oh, that's, that's very, kind of clever. That's I'll, clever? I mean, it's I don't understand it. I didn't know frogs had hair. I, I presume it's very fine. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this was fun. I, I hope we all, I, I hope you enjoyed yourself. I did. And Laura will be back tomorrow. Oh, Laura's she had a little bit of a... Sickness, as yeah. like everybody... Yeah. But uh, the only thing we aren't 100% sure on is the strength of her voice because mm. she's had bronchitis and coughing a lot, and sometimes that can jack your vocal cords. All right. Yeah. So I'm here on standby. All right. Otherwise, she'll be back tomorrow. Very good. I'm going to go take the bus in the snow. Oh, my home. gosh. I hope you make it. I'm so worried. We're on snow watch. We're on weather alert day. Don't make fun, man. Everybody's got all the stuff. Everyone's got the next alert. We got the weather warn alert, alert, alert. We all got to make money somehow. Why do we need the dumb alerts? Next weather. (laughs) Like, we know. We just like to change the name of it. I remember when they introduced that thing over there. I do, too. We all, like, like, fell all over each other laughing in here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just, at first I was like, let's not overthink it. It's just marketing. You want to call it's it next it weather? Is. Fine. Yeah, that's right, fine. Right. But then they're like, no, this is our next weather promise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's the promise? Wasn't there a promise? We're going to tell you that what's coming next. I'm like, well, what have we been doing? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that the bit? It's very different. Very different. <laughs> We're going to tell you what's next. I don't know. <laughs> I've, don't you feel bad for like the, the people I work with are – Terrific journalists. Absolutely. And they had to sit there as these like goofball consultants come up with this stuff. And you're like, sometimes you have to just say, you know what? Of all the things I have to fight today, next weather 
is not one of them. Like, fine. Yep, yep. Fine. Steve Simpson down in the newsroom always says, it's important until it's not. (laughs) Like, we have gone through, I know we have to break, we have gone through more things that was, at the time. Very important. Very important. I know. Until it's not. Yeah. Well. That's good words. To, it kind of helps you get through the day. Right? It does. All right. We're late. I know. Uh, Sorry. But you know what? We had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the button. We're going to get you an update from CBS on Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs Super Bowl party shooting. The big parade shooting. Uh, They are briefing reporters right now, so we'll have the update from CBS in two minutes. Want to get you started on a couple of the D-Rush Hour news headlines. First, the new CEO of a construction company makes it the new largest minority-owned company in the Twin Cities. Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal reporting that Grenier Construction's new CEO, Josh Helgeson, is Pacific Islander. It's a great story about Josh. He started as an apprentice carpenter in 2001 and worked his way up. In 2023, Grenier Construction had revenue of $172 million, 110 employees here and in Des Moines, Iowa. They did Maison Margot, the restaurant, the Minnesota Museum of American Art as well. Transit use is creeping back up, but rush hour isn't really rush hour anymore. Star Tribune reporting that more passengers are taking trips in the middle of the day and on weekends, Metro Transit officials said they're pleased with the 16 percent gain over 2022. But we are way behind most of the rest of the country. Forty nine million trips on Metro Transit trains and buses last year. Uh, You had a North Star. Barely anybody takes the North Star commuter rail, but that's part of this, too. In 2019, Metro Transit did 78 million Ride. So from 78 million to 49 million, quite a difference. Most transit systems around the country are at 77 percent of pre-pandemic. We're at 60 percent of pre-COVID levels. Medium-sized cities like ours have struggled more than more populated metro areas. Safety, of course, a concern in all of the big cities. But the return of office workers has lagged. And being honest, many employees in the Twin Cities do have access to other ways to get to work. We'll have more of the D rush hour news headlines in just a minute, but we do want to update you on the shooting at the Kansas city chiefs super bowl parade. Why do people get so worked up about Valentine's being a hallmark holiday? I mean, aren't all holidays sort of made up to a certain degree. New year's day is an actual day. Christmas Day was arbitrarily selected as the date to commemorate the birth of Jesus. Thanksgiving is a arbitrary selected. They're all sort of made up, aren't they? Yeah, but one's made up by a corporation to sell things. I mean, right? The others are made up by No, the the law, the US Congress created Memorial Day mm-hmm. and President's Day and Veterans Day and put it on a Monday for commercial purposes to try to give a three-day weekend 
for to move move some move some mattresses, move some product. Yeah, I mean most of these things are made up. Well, sure. See, I said Romeo. So, Whoopsie. Uh, you know. the... So here's the deal. I took this question. I wanted to know where people stood on Valentine's Day. Is it? Does it bother you? Is it just a made-up Hallmark holiday? Or are you like me and you see the love, you share the love? Our pretty good question is about Valentine's Day. So much love today. It's, I love love. People have called me before Dr. Love. Really? I have not heard that. Many before. people are saying it. Okay. Uh, which means no one. <laughs> Literally no one is saying it. Uh, Valentine's Day. Yes. Is it a Hallmark holiday? I think anytime you can celebrate love. What's your ideal Valentine's Day gift? Um, I don't know if I have a gift. I love food, so anyone who can feed me. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, like, lingerie. For yourself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. I me. think whatever makes brings you joy yeah. and what makes you. you feel beautiful. Thank you for honoring I, my needs. I support it. And it supports me. Clearly. In some parts. It's fine. Unmentionable. Oh, yeah. All right, love is the next topic. Oh. Uh, Do you believe in love at first sight? No. You don't? I believe in, like, lust at first sight, but not love. I feel like I've experienced lust at first sight. Yeah. But I've been married for a long time. Love is, like, like hard work. That's not, like, yeah. Love is hard work, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It really is. Do you think people have this idea that it should be easy? Yeah, and I also don't believe in soulmates. You don't? So sue me. You don't (laughs) think there's one perfect person for you? No, I think there's a lot of room in people's lives to have a lot of big loves. Yeah. It is sort of ridiculous, if you think about it, that there would be one person. Like, what are your odds of finding that person? Yeah, I know. Well, the internet makes it easier, but... You just check the box of what you want, and it shows up. Is that yeah, how it works? yeah. International love exists now. You know, so. Oh yeah. Do you believe in love at first sight? No. Why not? Because I think that at first sight, then you're looking at physical attraction, physical appearance, and once you get to know. I somebody, don't hear the problem. Like it sounds. I, well, no, good. because once you get to know somebody, haven't you ever known somebody and you go, that person's really attractive, and you get to know them, and you think. You know what? They are simply not as attractive as they were when I first met them. And conversely, haven't you met people that are maybe, you know, a five on the scale from one to ten? And as you get to know them, their physical appearance gets much more uh, appealing to you. I think that's right. Yeah. Personality can for sure make someone more and attractive. And you know what I have to say? I'm really glad that uh, what I shared with you, I'm hoping other people feel the same way. Because as we both know, we're fives. Correct. We're fives. We are average-looking, 
I'm a little bit more middle age group than you are, but a lot of people confuse us all the time. And I live in the uh, five zone, and I'm I'm okay it's with fine, that. Yeah. So I want people out there to not believe in love at first sight because then I'm destined to be single the rest of my life. <laughs> oh yeah, Valentine's Day. What do you think about Valentine's Day? It's just another day. Yeah, a lot of pressure people put on themselves. That's because they do it, not because that's because Hallmark does it. That's not. Yeah, sort of who cares, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm an old lady, so like, <laughs> if I were 21, I might think of it differently. I don't know. I think most people think it's uh, kind of a made-up holiday. I think it is. I think Hallmark made it up. I'm serious. Oh, yeah. Oh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Where do you come down on Valentine's Day? I think being in the restaurant industry for so long is anti. Because... For me personally. But it's I sort would, of amateur hour at a restaurant on Valentine's. I mean, if you don't step it up on a daily basis, like, True. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of the last time I took my wife to a restaurant on Valentine's Day. It had to be 20 years ago. But when's the last time you took your wife to a restaurant? Like, yesterday. Great. You don't need to do that then. Right. Yeah. Like, we're good. You're good. I try to, you know, on Valentine's for me, Valentine's Day is an excuse to try to get a little something, something. Sure. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day. Yeah, obligation. She's like, I'm tired. I'm like, but. I bought you this rope. What do you <laughs> Does that help? Yeah. She's like, go to bed. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> shoot your shot. That's yeah. the lesson. Yeah. Go to dinner more. Oh, yeah. Do you believe in love at first sight? Yeah. I feel like if it's like in your gut, you know, then... Sometimes, sometimes you just feel it, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think... What about soulmates? Do you believe in that idea? Yeah. Yeah. Some people are like, ah, there's not just one person for you. Like, maybe there are a lot. I feel like it's different for every person. Some people have one soulmate. Other people have more than one. Have you found your soulmate yet? No. Still I have my platonic soulmate here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We thank Malcolm Yard's Market, which is where we uh, chatted with folks about Valentine's Day. Hope you're feeling a little love as the snow falls down. It's romantic, isn't it? It's romantic. Snowfall. Start a fire at home. Ooh, that would be nice. Maybe we could hear me say, oh, yeah, one more time. Thanks to Dan Cook editing that monstrosity. Yeah, I'd appreciate that not happening. You don't want to hear that again? I'd prefer not to. That's, I think that's fair. We'll break. We'll come back. I want to talk about why Jon Stewart has both the right and the left upset after his uh, re-debut as the host of The Daily Show. We'll talk about that next. Jon Stewart back on The Daily Show Monday night. And he started talking about Donald Trump and Joe Biden and their age. And the left is triggered. The left is furious 
and screaming, you can't both sides this. You're both sidesing it. Now, most people didn't listen to the full 20 minutes John Stewart uh, opened. They listened to six minutes on the Internet because John Stewart anticipated that he was going to get criticized for raising the issue of Joe Biden's age, and he responded to it in his initial monologue. That's right. That's exactly right. The reason Democrats are so triggered by John Stewart saying the same thing that so many of us have been saying and that Dean Phillips has been saying and that so many uh, uh, Democrats say behind closed doors is because they are, one, afraid that Donald Trump is going to win in November, and two, it hits a little too close to the truth that despite your satisfaction with the work of the Biden administration, his age is a legitimate thing to be concerned about. His mental acuity is a legitimate thing to be concerned about. And so responding with the usual, well, you're both siding, you're equivocating. No, it's wrong. It's lazy. And it's going to get you beaten at the ballot box. It is not saying that both of these candidates are equally unqualified or equally bad to vote for or whatever. It's just speaking the truth. They are both statistically older than most living Americans. And when you look at Joe Biden, his public performance, uh, you know, Trump's a liar. Biden doesn't seem to know what he's talking about sometimes. So do we do we have to be criticized for bringing up the reality? Now, what you do with that information when it comes to Election Day? Well, frankly, shame on both parties for forcing all of us to have to make this decision. You're going to be hearing for a long time. "Ah, It's a binary choice. You got to choose. It's binary choice. You're either if, if you're saying something bad about Biden. Well, you're only helping Trump. Well, screw that. Like that attitude is so ridiculous. I am not any voter, anyone you're talking to who expresses a concern. It is not their job. Now, ultimately, you're going to have to decide as you get into November and when it's time to vote. Yes, then you do have to choose. Sometimes you have to weigh out of two choices that you don't like, which choice you think would be worse for the country. But until then, like, stop, stop lecturing us about what we're able to talk about. You should be able to talk about these things. And and the White House should be able to counter it and say, like, no, actually, like, he's fine. Like, whatever. He's in control. The number one response I've been hearing is like, well, you know, look at the results. And you're like, well, that's not a response to this concern. If you are satisfied with voting for the team. The administration. I ask you, would you be satisfied with that answer if your opponent gave it? Hell no. Nobody would be happy with it. So allow people to raise these concerns without immediately saying, well, now you're helping Trump and think about that. I just think like this stifling of debate. Yeah, like here's a text. Just admit you're a Trumper. I have said on this show that there is a 0% chance that I'm voting for Donald Trump. 
So you guys who are so afraid of debate, look in the mirror and wonder why you're so afraid. Is it because this criticism is true? Yes. <laughs> That's what I think. Uh, appreciate everybody's feedback today. Henry Lake uh, is going to update you at 630 with the latest from Kansas City. Henry lived in Kansas City. He's got a guest who's down there, so that'll be must-listen at 6.30. First, Inside Twins with Bailey Ober as the guest. So that should be good stuff. Straight ahead on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.